0: to Friends with Cinefits. I am your host, Alex McAllister. Thank you for joining. This is going to be episode 13. Last week I said 12 with like a question mark afterwards because I wasn't sure. This one's definitely episode 13. Um, and just before we move on and I introduce the lovely guests. Yes, I did say guests. Two guests. Check that out. Um, but before I move on, we're going, I'm just going to say next month we're doing Christmas movies. So. If you guys like Christmas movies, then tune in. So, we're moving on. We're going to get right into the action. This week, as I said, I'm joined by two wonderful people. I am joined by Claire Bellina and Kinsey Browning. Guys, say hello.
1: Woo-hoo. Hello. Hello.
0: Hello. Um, this is exciting. I'm happy to have two guests again, because it's less work for me, I think. But I anyway. agree. Yeah. Um what movie did you guys choose and why?
1: Yeah, so we picked The Princess Bride. Um, It is one of my all-time favorite movies. I've been watching it since middle school. So I went ahead and picked that and it was great because Kinsey had never seen it before. So last night she watched it for the first time ever and so we'll get a fresh take on it too.
0: Yeah, and I watched it like, as a kid, because I think my sister liked it, and then I hadn't seen it in years, and watched it now. So, we got all three steps.
1: There we go. That'd there we good. go.
0: Um. So, Kinsey, why, like, were you just like, okay, whenever Claire picks an episode, no matter what it is, I'm hopping on? Or was it, like, something she's been telling you to watch for a while?
1: No, so, you actually reached out to me, Alex, for yeah. that or not. <laughs> Um, and you're like, hey, Claire's coming on this day. Uh, do you want to come on? And I said, yes. Didn't know what we were going to watch, but I was open to really anything. Um, she could have chosen worse. Claire and I don't have similar tastes in movies, but this could have gone completely different. So, okay, not now, disappointed.
0: Are one of you more the movie person compared to the other?
1: Oh, I don't. I don't feel like I'm not a movie person. I was saying earlier, yeah. I, I have the same problem as you. I have that ever-long list of movies that people always tell me to watch, and I've never mm-hmm. seen anything. Um, so, I'm not good on that. And I'd say Kinsey's got, like, the horror movie or sports movie section down, but I don't really see it as, like, a big movie watcher. I'm definitely not. I'd rather watch TV. Claire just likes more, like, sci-fi stuff that I like, like... Yeah, I mean, you like sci-fi, it. the Harry Potter, <laughs> that's like sci-fi-ish. Just the stuff that's not, I guess this movie's not real either, but princesses could exist. exist.
0: Cool. Well, um, I guess with all that being said, we'll go into the movie. I'll give some background on it. I'll actually read the synopsis first. Uh, like I said, we're doing The Princess Bride from 1987. Woo-hoo. And away we go. While homesick in be- while homesick in bed, not homesick in bed, that's weird, isn't it? That's not just me, right?
1: Homesick in bed. You know, when you first said it, I, re- I heard it as homesick, one word. Yeah, but while homesick
0: sick in bed, a young boy's grandfather reads him the story of a farm boy turned pirate who encounters numerous obstacles, enemies, and allies in his quest to be reunited with his true love
1: classic. Wow. The classic.
0: Yeah. So, this was released September 25th, 1987. What were you guys doing that year?
1: Uh, Wasn't even thought of. Uh, yeah, yep,
2: same here. Not even thought of.
0: <laughs> uh, that's just so the listeners know that we are young. Um, the budget was $16 million, and the box office was $31 million, so didn't make a bunch of money, but... It, drove, it got rave reviews from the critics. Um, it has a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, so that's pretty high. Um, and it didn't win a bunch of awards. Like, when it came out, I think it won, like, best... Or it was nominated for Best Original Song, which surprised me because, like, i I didn't... I don't remember a song from it. I was going to say,
1: I don't remember any music involved in the <laughs> Oh, so yeah. At all. I feel like I definitely picked up on the music. So
0: that's okay. interesting. Yeah, I didn't. Um, and since it's come out, it's like huge um, with time, I guess. Um, and so it's on AFI's what, Top 100 Greatest Love Stories, um, which is American Film Institute. And then. It was number 50 on Bravo's 100 Funniest Movies, and it was inducted into the National Film Registry. So, a pretty iconic movie, I would say. Still, um, well, all right. Yeah. And this came out, just movies that came out around the same year that I'd heard of. Um, Dirty Dancing, Predator, Lethal Weapon, RoboCop, Full Metal Jacket, so... Just around that time. Have you guys seen any of those that you want to point out?
1: Dirty Dancing. Yeah. That's, Dirty. I That's, I think that's, that's timeless. timeless.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen it.
1: Oh, well, we're going to have to come Ow. back on this. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> um, and this was directed by Rob... I should have looked up how to pronounce it. Rob Reiner is how I just assumed. That's how I think you'd say it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was actually very impressed when looking him up. Whenever I looked him up, I knew who he was Like whenever I saw him because he played Jess's dad in New Girl, if you guys watched
2: that. mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And he was
0: in The Wolf of Wall Street as, I think, Jordan Belfort's dad. Um, But I was very impressed with, like, he went on this run of movies. So his first movie was This Is Spinal Tap in 1984, which if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's a pretty iconic movie as well. Um, I haven't seen it. It's on my watch list. So, And then after that, he did The Sure Thing in 1985, which I hadn't heard of. But then he went on this run from uh, 1986 to 1992. That was insane. He did Stand By Me, The Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, and A Few Good Men. Um, so in that, he has, he was nominated three times for Best Director in those seven years. So, quite a run. mm mm-hmm. um, Have you guys seen any of those movies that I listed off quickly and you may have missed?
1: When Harry Met Sally. I love that movie. Yeah. That
0: was the only on one I hadn't seen.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's I a great to- movie, Alex. Yeah. I know I need to watch a few good men. I've heard about mm-hmm. that a million times. Mm-hmm. That one's on my list.
0: Yep. Um... I love Misery, so I don't know. These seem... These are completely different movies, Misery and The Princess Bride. And I think (laughs) all of these are pretty different, so it's still... It's even more impressive that he did, like, so many different types of movies in one... in one run. And
1: then ended up being a wonderful TV dad to Jesse.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Um, He's still directing. He... His most... His two most recent movies were more political. Like, he did one about... Is called LBJ, about LBJ, um, Lyndon Johnson. And then his most recent one was about one of the Bushes. So not just a ra- like the president Bush, uh, not just a random Bush. <laughs> That'd be wild.
1: Um, it's his bestseller.
0: <laughs> exactly. So that's enough about him. Um, this movie was adapted from the 1973 novel from with the same name. Um, it was written by William Goldman and he actually wrote the screenplay for this so he helped to adapt it to the screen and I've been seeing stuff with him now he desperately wants to write a sequel but I don't think he owns the rights to it um, since he like for the book he used another story from like a long time ago and adapted it to meet his needs. Um, And so he doesn't actually own the rights for the princess bride. And so he's like, you know, I struck gold once. I'd like it to strike twice, but if it doesn't, I can't complain. Um,
1: Did you hear how the title of the book came about? No. So he, he had two daughters and he was asking them at night, like they were asking for a bedtime story and he asked them what they wanted it to be about. And one said a princess and the other said a bride. So he combined the two and that's how he came up with it.
0: Wow. Yeah. Clever. Or not clever. He just said what two little kids told him.
1: It worked out I guess. So. Yeah it they... did. <laughs>
0: um and I don't know if you guys have seen this but they did a live script reading this year 2020 September 13th I think. Um to raise money for the Wisconsin Democratic Party. Um they got all the returning characters that are still alive um, into the script reading, and then also, are you guys familiar with Quibi?
1: Yeah, yeah, I've heard of it.
0: Yeah, um, it's this. If the listeners don't know, a failed streaming service where they were like, "Oh, instead of doing like Netflix originals, we'll do Quibi originals, where you can only watch them on your phone in uh, portrait mode and." there'll only be like six minutes long. And it was designed for like, you know, you live in New York city and you're riding the subway for six minutes. You know, you can just pop on an episode of whatever and watch it. But you know, COVID happened. Not, not many people riding subways or anything anymore. We're all just chilling at home. Might as well watch it on the big screen instead of, you know, watching stuff on our phone. Um, but Quibi, they had, a series called home movie princess bride and just uh the the cast that was in it that's still alive they were part of it and then they also just got pretty much anyone famous that wanted to to be a part of it and reenact it and so i watched a little bit of it on youtube and like uh jack black played wesley um
1: that's so random yeah. They like no.
0: switched every episode who it was, so like sometimes I think like Joe Jonas like played uh, Buttercup in it for an episode or something.
1: It's not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> no.
0: Yeah. So um like whenever I looked it up, it says like cast and it'll say like who played Wesley and it's like forty people. So um just a bunch of famous people in it, like Paul Rudd, Penelope Cruz. A bunch. I could you could probably name anyone and they were on it, but we don't have to. Um, so now, just I'll just go into some of the actors that I thought stood out, I guess, and what else they were in. Um, the first one is Carrie Ellis, El- El- Ellis. I don't know how to say that.
1: Do you guys? Oh, L- Ellis, he- I feel like. I-, okay. I loved him. Like, again, like, he, like made the movie worth watching just <laughs> mm-hmm. because like I mean look, I have to, i, I have you, just... you have to tell your funny story from last night okay yeah this is relevant <laughs> so like
2: okay.
1: I was watching the movie mind my own business and I was texting Claire during it and I texted her and we we're like you know consistently texting back and forth and I'm like Wesley is so hot <laughs> and then like she just like never responded and I'm like that's weird so I went back to her messages and I didn't send it to her I accidentally sent it to Holt was <laughs> <is> her boyfriend, <laughs> which is my boyfriend, doesn't know, because they have similar emojis next to their name, and I'm like, oh, and so I was like,
2: just,
1: yeah. <laughs> I wasn't kidding, but That's it was funny. funny.
0: Um, yeah, and I guess I forgot to say how we know each other, but it's through Holt. Um, he's, we went to high school and college together, and then yeah, you guys are friends with Holt. So,
1: yep,
0: yeah, just shout friends. out to Holt.
1: Yes. <laughs> Great guy.
0: Um, but yeah, Cary Elwes, uh, he plays Wesley Dread Pirate Roberts, um, the man in black, I think he's also called mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, he's also in Robin Hood, Men in Tights, Twister, Saw, and most recently he is the mayor of Hawkins and Stranger Things. Um, and Moving on is Robin Wright as Buttercup. She's beautiful in this. Um, She is also Jenny in Forrest Gump. And she's in Unbreakable by M. Night Shyamalan. And now she's in the Wonder Woman movies.
1: She's also in House of Cards. I
0: haven't seen that.
1: If you look for um, her character up on IMDb, they only ever Mm -hmm. credit her as the Princess Bride. Like she never gets her name. They never say buttercup. Except really? for in the movie. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I wonder how that Yeah, happens. that is
2: weird.
0: Um. And the next person I have down is Mandy Patinkin, I think. Um, he plays an ego Montoya. He's awesome.
2: I love him um, so much.
0: Yeah, I remembered like watching this growing up. I was excited to watch it again because I remember like at the end when he's in that sword fight, he kept saying something over and over again. And like (laughs) the cadence with what he says, it was so cool growing up. And I just wanted to be like him. Um, he said something similar to like the writer of the book with like, he said before this, he wasn't in anything like successful. All the movies he was in was bad. And he went to, it was a rough cut screening of it. And he like brought his wife and his, like the cast was there. Um, he said about halfway through he just started crying and everyone was just like what's going on with Mandy Um, and then at the end his wife turned to him and was like hey what's the matter and he was just like I never dreamed that I would be in a movie this good Um, and so yeah it's so heartwarming that I don't know he's awesome in it too Um, and then there's some other people in this that are i think are pretty um recognizable um Wallace Shawn as Vesini yeah.
2: um
0: he plays Rex in Toy Story and a bunch of other things i just know him as Rex
1: Cyrus in he's, Gossip yes, Girl which he's is in very girl, <laughs> girl. yeah <laughs> which I he's like that. the polar opposite character in Gossip Girl mm-hmm. Like still that high, strong, like eat, but like completely yeah. nice and so loving. Mm-hmm. Really, yes. Mm.
0: Um, and then also Billy Crystal was in this as Miracle Max. I don't know if you guys recognize that. Yes. Um, and then I'm a wrestling fan, so Andre the Giant, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Yeah, um, I,
1: I feel you, Alex, on that one. I was gonna. Great. We're we're re- bonded by that.
0: There we go. By I actually watched. Yeah. I think two nights ago I was going back and watching a bunch of old uh wrestling um I they were ladder matches actually. I watched like Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon and then I watched this and Andre Giants in it and I'm like Man, wrestling was awesome.
1: I saw him and I was like so confused because I knew he like was I knew he was in something I was like What? And I'm like, oh, is this his like big movie?
0: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It's good.
0: That's probably why I liked this or why I watched this movie growing up was because we were like, Andre the Giant's in it. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. Um, Rest in peace. Um, That's about all I have for casting crew right now. Spoiler alert. I'm going to hint at something later. Oh, I have a sound effect now for spoiler alerts. Oh, It's a big air horn.
2: Um, (laughs) So the listeners
0: probably just heard that and it scared them. I have to turn it down real low because normally it's like three times louder than our voices are, and you know I don't want to give anyone a heart attack. You so. Imagine listening Keeps
1: with people headphones
0: in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, do you guys have anything to say, or do you want to just dive into the movie?
1: No, I think you covered it. That's everything I had written down. So.
0: Awesome. Also, I said spoiler alert, and then I never said what I was going to spoil. Um. One of the actors in this is going to be in the movie we do next week, so oh, I'll, very I'll bring exciting. that up at the end, I guess. Um, so yeah, the the movie, I guess, just go into it, like we said, it's a homesick kid, but not actually homesick. Yeah, we already went over that. <laughs> um, he's He's just like chilling in bed. Also, is this a Christmas movie? What? Because at the kid in the kid's room, there's like a Santa thing showing up. The grandpa yeah. brings no. a present with wrapped in Christmas paper, and it's snowing outside. It's
1: Christmas time. It's not a Christmas movie, though. Big hmm. difference. I feel like okay. grandparents in like movies trigger like holiday season. That'd be okay. like seeing oh, grandpas around. It must be Christmas.
0: So are you guys saying just because a movie set set during Christmas time it's not a Christmas movie especially if it's released in like September?
1: Claire's saying that sounds like I think yeah. it, I agree it could be like a Christmas movie.
0: Okay Claire then how do you feel about Die Hard being a Christmas movie?
1: Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's set on Christmas. It was it's, released in July. I know
1: I've seen it I that is not a Christmas movie, and I know a lot of people are going to hate me for that. And I'm automatically thinking of Brooklyn Nine Nine because what's his name? The main characters are obsessed with it, but it's Mm. definitely it's not a Christmas movie.
0: I don't think it is either. Um, I was in an argument about that before hopping on here, and it just (laughs) came to mind, so had to ask. Okay, um, yeah the the grandpa brings the kid a book, which. The kids playing video games, and then his grandpa just brings some old book. Like I'd be like, "Ah, thanks, grandpa," which the kids kind of like, anyways. He's like, "Thanks, grandpa. I guess you can read me some of the book." Um,
1: the kid was so mean to the grandpa, and I couldn't figure <laughs> out why he was so disrespectful. But then I saw he was a Bears fan, but <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, his life just sucks." But I guess that, that's like when they were—I think that's when they were
2: good yeah.
1: back around that time. So he has no reason to be so mean. His old elderly
0: grandpa. <laughs> I think Bears fans are just mean in general.
1: I agree. I agree with
0: that. (laughs) No offense, Bears fans. Um, Actually, yeah, offense, Bears fans. They deserve (laughs) it. Uh, But yeah, he was kind of rude, and also like, I don't know, I thought the grandpa was kind of creepy.
1: Creepy? Yeah. He was just like constantly hinting at something that was never actually there. He was like, like, I don't know, he just, (laughs) oh. I guess this is a audio medium, so I was like inching <laughs> more <laughs> towards her. Yeah. But yeah, no, the grandpa just like, I mean, obviously, towards the end of the movie, you kind of get why he was saying the things he did, but like throughout the first part, he was kind of being creepy towards the grandson and like, oh, you have to listen to this. I feel like he just knows. Like, he has all the experience. He knows that he's going to get invested in a story. He knows it's a good story, and he's going to end up liking it. So he's just telling him to hold on.
0: I guess you know. Sometimes I show someone like my favorite movie. <laughs> I
1: did not agree with that. <laughs> no,
0: sometimes I show people like my favorite movie, and I'm expecting them to be pumped, like with our The Shining episode episode. Episode. Um, I love that movie, and then the other people were like, nah, this movie sucks." What if the kids just did that about the book, and then the grandpa has this whole like internal conflict? He's like, "Man, kids these days. That's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. People saying kids these it started days started here. It's because." <laughs> These grandparents are buying their kids books and they just want to play video games. Also, I, I could be wrong. It. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I could be wrong. This is, I didn't write this down or go back and check. Did he even let the kid open the present?
1: No, I'm pretty sure he opened it himself. Yeah.
0: I think so too. That's the most fun part of getting a present is unwrapping it.
1: In his defense, the kid's sick. <laughs> like, like today, <laughs> he's with- sick. Would he be playing, like, the way when his mom first came in? Because I've never seen this movie. So when his mom first came in, I thought he was playing hooky or something. Same. Because she's was, like, playing his video games, like, just, Maybe. you know, do whatever he wants. Maybe it's a first with COVID. Wow. Maybe he's COVID. asymptomatic.
0: COVID 87.
1: Mm. <laughs> just saying. COVID uh. 87.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, whenever I was a kid and I'd stay homesick, my parents would be like, okay, you can't play video games mm-hmm. today. Because that you know, or else I'd just act sick every day. Yep. So I don't know. Maybe the kid was playing hooky, and his his mom didn't even notice. It was just like, oh, you know, we'll invite your grandpa over.
1: I don't like the torpy. I just think he was mean, but <laughs> that's okay. That's besides the point.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. So essentially, the the grandpa just tells the story of the movie, I guess. Like, do you guys want to say any more about the kid and the grandpa, or just talk about no?
1: I feel like that counts, like at the end you can like yeah. recap the whole their whole interaction because it's not very okay. much, but it's transformative.
0: Yeah. yeah, like throughout the movie, it'll sometimes hop back to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write down exactly what time, so we won't do that. Um, but yeah, essentially. Do, do you guys want to go into, like, um, how the book starts? Do either of you, like, who yeah. Buttercup is, who Wesley is, and how how the movie starts, I guess.
1: Yeah, so um, I guess it just starts with them on the farm, and it's Buttercup's farm, and Wesley is working there, and they quickly fall in love. And his famous little phrase that's important is, as you wish. And I think it actually says it... it It was saying that as you wish means I love you. So Mm -hmm. he was very respectful of what buttercup wanted. And yeah, like I said, they fell in love and then he had to go off to sea and he ended up dying by the dread pirate Roberts. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yep. And I think there's a time jump, right? Like it jumps like five years. into the Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also this is set in like the 15th century. Um, Just in case anyone's wondering. because yeah, yeah. And after the time jump, he died at sea from the pirates. um, And the prince is now like, oh, hey, Buttercup, you're a pretty lady. We're going to get married now because I get to choose who I marry. Prince
2: Um, Humperdinck.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Prince Humperdinck. I love the name. Um, (laughs) And... Yeah, like, she doesn't seem into the marriage, as you can tell, um, and it's kind of weird that, like, he wants to marry her, even though she's obviously not into the marriage, like, you're gonna get married, at least marry someone that acts happy to be around you.
1: I feel like there's so many other people you could choose, like, choosing from. In exactly. Choosing mm-hmm. Yeah, she's pretty, but she doesn't have, like, any power or any status, or mm-hmm. anything that would make him want to marry her if she hated him. So, that was definitely interesting. Yeah.
0: But then again, maybe he was like, um, he wasn't popular with the commoners. And so, he's like, you know what? I'll marry a commoner for that political gain.
1: Yeah. Because when he introduced her, he was like, here's mm-hmm. Buttercup. And people were kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah. she's one of us. And he had promised her that he, that she'd fall in love with him, right? Doesn't it say that? I think so. so He's real. Sad.
0: Yeah, he was pretty cocky about their relationship. Um, but yeah, it's, um, turns out there's a a plot to kidnap her. Um, and so I don't remember how how her kidnapping starts.
1: Oh, so she I was going to say her daily I ride. That. It was her like her one freedom was her daily ride mm. that she took. So she takes her horse out. Way far away from the kingdom, and that's when the three she meets the three of the guys. Yeah, who are? Why were they like plotting to like? I like missed that part of the movie. I kind of missed, but it was like, why were they trying to kidnap her? They said they're trying to start a war. Yeah, yeah. So, um,
0: not Fezzik. uh, Viz, I,
1: Vizini, Vizini.
0: The names are confusing. Other than Humperdinck.
1: So Sicilian. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, uh, Vizini has this plot to kidnap... He says at the beginning, he he's being paid to kidnap her, kill her, and leave her body by, like, the border of another country or whatever so that it starts a war between them. Um, and I guess we could just spoil who paid him now, um, but it ended up being Prince Humperdinck that's paying him to do that. Um, so they can go to war or something and then take over the land. Um, so yeah, Deek's a bad bloke, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she runs into those guys and um, they kidnap her. And then they have, they're like boating away.
1: Should we say who then, they are? Because I feel like they're, they're like characters in themselves. Like they're really fun yeah. when they interact. Yeah, um.
0: so ego's one, and Fezzik's one. Uh, do you want to describe them? Or how, anything? Go for it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, the main guy, Vizzini, he's the, the short, bald dude. And he's always saying, inconceivable. <laughs> um, with his nasally voice. And he's kind of a bad guy in this. And then the other two have redeeming qualities and end up being good guys. Um, Fezzik is one who's played by Andre the Giant, who, if you guys don't know Andre the Giant, he's a giant. Um, And then the other one is Inigo Montoya. Um, He's a swordsman whose dad was murdered when he was like 11. And so he's vowed to become a master swordsman and murder the person who murdered his dad who is a man with six fingers on his right hand. Yes. Yeah, which is... It, it'll come into play multiple times. Um, but yeah, they're they're getting on their boat, and they're like, okay, um, you know, we're going to kill her and dump her over here somewhere. Um, but... They, an Ego keeps looking behind them and he's like, are you sure we're not being followed? And then... Uh, Vizzini he's always like yeah dude it's inconceivable that we would be being followed and then he just he's asking are you sure and then Vizzini he's like why do you keep asking me that and he's like ah cause I see someone behind us
1: <laughs> I Which love that there's comedy funny. there's yeah. in the serious mm-hmm. moments of the movie there's like little bits of comedy that mm-hmm. I mean I, I laugh every time it feel like it makes it more like that story tale feel mm-hmm. yeah
0: um yeah, and so it ends up they're just being chased, and they're like, okay, we're going to go climb the Cliffs of Insanity, I think they're called. Um, and <laughs> their method of climbing is literally just its a huge rope. Um, they shot it at the Cliffs of Dover. Um, and it's just Andre, they all strap on to Andre the Giant, and he just <laughs> climbs up. Which you gotta have a lot of upper body. He wasn't even using his legs.
1: I was gonna say, realistically, how much, like, that has to be, I mean, he alone weighs at least like, 350, right? I mean, he's 7 foot. Yeah. Like, he has to weigh more than that. Like, mm-hmm. and they're probably combined like, 300 pounds, if not more than that. It was funny to watch. Like, that was very funny. It yeah. just seems impossible.
0: Yep, and the, um, special features showed, uh, or they talked about it And, like, they actually would, like, hoist them up the Cliffs of Dover. Um, Not, like, all the way, I don't think. Um, Like, some shots were actually them being pulled up. And then other shots were, you know, like, figurines or something like that. Um, But they said, like, for Andre the Giant, um, he can't actually, from his injuries with wrestling, he couldn't hold much weight due to, like, his back injuries and so they were all like strapped together but not on him you know for safety reasons but they actually made the actors be the people to do it instead of like hiring stunt doubles (laughs) and i guess the guy that played vizini is terrified of heights and he kept saying he's just like dude i'm gonna ruin the movie because like i'm too nervous like he's he just couldn't act because he was so scared And they got him strapped in. They said they they got like an inch off the ground and he was like screaming, crying. And they said, Andre the Giant, since he was strapped in front of Andre, he just started caressing his head. And he's like, it's okay. I got you. Don't worry about it. (laughs) And then after he did that, they said he was completely fine because he like had that connection with Andre the Giant. A
1: gentle giant.
0: Yeah. um, Which if you ever like read anything about him, I know there's a documentary on him that I wanted to watch but I didn't have time Um, everyone just says he's like a super nice guy and he just like I don't know liked being around people and he even said after the movie he told the other ones like this was one of the highlights of his life because like being around actors they treat him just like another person like they treat him like he's playing a character kind of like how they treat everyone else Um, and so he said like, I don't know. It was a great experience for him, which makes me happy to hear.
2: That's
1: very sad. I feel like it's a lot sad about he's dead. but... I know. That is very happy. So sad.
0: I know. Uh, at least they weren't mean to him, is yeah. all I think about. Uh, but yeah, they climb up the cliffs and there's a man in black following them. He's got a little mask on, um, and he starts flying up that rope. It was pretty impressive. Uh, he's a skinnier dude. And then, once they get to the top, they cut the rope, and he's just, like, hanging on the rocks, and they're like, okay, Inigo, you stay here, you kill him once he gets up here, we're gonna keep running wherever we need to go. And, I actually like, like, I don't know, it's probably my favorite scene, is just the banter between Inigo <laughs> and the man in black. Um, mm mm-hmm.
1: They have, like, a full conversation, even when he gets to the top. Yeah. Know, he was like, you're being so kind to me.
0: <laughs> Which yeah. It was funny. Yeah, he's, like, hanging off the side of the wall, and then the guy's like, I can get you the rope, but, you know, like, once you're up here, I just gotta kill you. Um, and so, I don't know, I like their banter, and they kind of talked, like, as soon as he got up there, and he goes, like, how many fingers you got on your hand? And he's like, yeah, oh, <laughs> got five. He's um, like, okay, you're cool, then. Um. And then eventually, they're like, okay, well, I guess we better start dueling. And ego before that guy got up there, he's like, I'm going to duel with my left hand. So it takes more time and it's, you know, more challenging. Um, and so he does it. They're fighting. And he's like, okay, you're pretty good. But I got to switch to my right hand now. And, you know, the the guy in the mask, he's supposed to, his mind's supposed to be blown. Like, oh, man, this guy was actually right-handed all along. So then they start fighting. And then the man in the mask is like, actually, joke's on you, I'm also Um, (laughs) right-handed. And then he just one-ups him, uh, could have easily killed him, but instead knocks him out by... (laughs) It's supposed to be, he's supposed to hit him on the head, but if you watch it and slow it down, he just passes the sword slowly above his head. (laughs) Um,
1: That's funny, I didn't even notice. It's
0: not even close to making contact. Like I don't know, you can barely clearly see that he doesn't even touch his head um, and then he just falls over and then the man in black he's like on to the next one and so he keeps chasing them down um do you guys have anything to add before i kind of go on to the next duel
1: um, yeah. that fighting scene like the sword fighting scene i was thinking about this like do you know how hard that had to have been for them to like i like choreograph first of all and then like actually get perfected like that's crazy. I mean, like you have to have your sword in the right place at the right time. Like, I feel like there's so much like actually goes into it. And I did look it up. And, like when they were talking about like the different, cause they're like big onto like the actual, like art of the fighting, like Amandigo mm-hmm. um, was, um, they like, all those terms are actually real. Like they did do like extensive research on it and like went to the movie. So it's yeah. super
2: cool.
0: I saw on like the DVD or something, there's special features that talk about, um, like, what all went into their sword fights and stuff, but I didn't watch it because I <laughs> suck, I guess. Um,
1: I thought it was funny but, to that Humperdinck came behind after and was just mm-hmm. looking and, like, retracing the footsteps and was like, "There yeah. was fi- there's a fight here. This guy went this way. This guy went this way and was narrating the whole thing based on some skid marks in the sand.
2: Yeah,
0: and that I guess, like, I thought that was going to be foreshadow, like, oh, this guy is like a legendary swordsman. Like, he can just look at marks on the ground and see, like, what people's movement was. Um, but, yeah, we'll touch on that later on whenever he's involved, I guess. Um, so, yeah, the next scene is... I think um, Vizzini and Fezic. they, like, looked back and were like, oh, he won. So, Andre the Giant, you stand here. With this big rock. And blast him with it. As soon as he comes up here. And then you know catch up to us. Um, and so. The man in black who. You know it's essentially. Uh, what's his name? Wesley. Uh, but they don't know who it is yet. Um, he runs up. And like a rock flies in front of his face. And he turns. And Andre the Giant's was just like. Hey dude I could have killed you if I wanted to. Um. But he's like, let's fight like men. Just hands, you know, no weapons, no (laughs) rocks. Um, And Wesley says, sure, which is is insane to me. I wouldn't fight Andre the Giant in hand-to-hand combat. The dude's huge.
1: Yeah, I don't think I would either. But I also wouldn't want him to have a rock in his hand. So I don't (laughs) don't know what I would have chosen in the moment.
0: That is true. Um, Yeah, and he goes and tries to take down Andre the Giant. and Andre the Giant doesn't budge um he has a joke in this i like he's like i don't he says i did i don't even work out um he's just he says he didn't choose to be bigger and stronger than everyone you know (laughs) that's just how he is um which i liked uh yeah they fight and they also have like banter while they're fighting which i like that they're not just serious about it um and eventually Wesley gets behind him, chokes him out. Not enough to kill him, though. So both him and the Inigo are still alive. Um, he spared him, I and mean, he easily could have killed him. So that even if you aren't smart enough like Buttercup is to look at him and be like, oh, this is obviously Wesley from earlier in the movie. Um, at this point, you're like, ah, you know, he's dressed in all black, but he ain't a bad guy. You know, he's he's not killing people. So, maybe just hear him out. Um, and then they go and physics uh, no, not Fezzik, Fezzik's Andre the Giant, uh, Vizzini, I could be getting this wrong, but anyway. Um, he is sitting there, they got like three apples or something, two glasses of wine, he's like, hey man, you, you out-dueled him, you must have out him, and he's like, you would easily kill me if we tried to fight, and he's like, So, we're going to have a a battle of the minds. And Wesley's like, okay, I got you. And so, he has the two wines, and he's like, okay. One of these has poison. He actually doesn't even say it. He's just like, this is poison or whatever. Um, And then he turns around and puts it in him, and then he puts him back. And then the guy's like, he says, you know, you think that I'm going to pick yours because you wouldn't put the poison in mine. But you know that I'm smart enough to know that. So you would put it in mine knowing that I couldn't grab yours because, and it just keeps going on and on. There's like six different things. He's like, but you would know that I know that. Um, It's
1: like reverse, reverse, reverse psychology on (laughs) yourself.
0: And then eventually he does the stupid, he's like, oh, what's that over there? Wesley turns around. And then he switches the wines um, and then I think he grabs the one away from him. I don't, it doesn't matter. Uh, he grabs one and drinks it and he was like, ah, you know, you think I'm going to die because I drank this one, but actually, I switched them around and then he just falls over dead." it. Um, and then, yeah. Um, and Buttercup was like, hey, How did you know, like, which one he would drink? And he's like, I poisoned both of them just for years. I've been building up a tolerance to this poison. Um, So he did outsmart him in the long run. So that's pretty cool.
1: Kind of funny that he knew he was going to need that at some point.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which also, like, how, how does Wesley... How does he know where to go to find him? Like, the Without first time rushing. you see him, he's on the boat behind them. You know, like, wouldn't he originally have just, like, gone to her farmhouse or something? Or if he's a pirate, you know, maybe he's like, oh, I'm going to pillage this ship, I guess. And then he's like, oh, that girl looks like Buttercup. I don't know. But maybe then why like... would he be building up that tolerance for poison? <laughs>
1: He's like, stack. stalking her Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's like, stalking her from a distance And then Sasha yeah. got kidnapped He had to be the hero
2: I guess um. I think
1: it's, like, funny that he only killed the Because, like, obviously We you know later on, I mean, he does build a relationship, a relationship with the other two But, mm-hmm. like, at the beginning of the movie You don't know that they're not bad guys as well mm. I mean, you see the interaction But he only kills him And I just I guess they're gonna have someone Be the ultimate bad guy
0: Exactly. Yeah, whenever I watched this again, I remembered from, like, my childhood, and I remembered that Andre the Giant plays a bad guy, and I guess I just wasn't old enough to recognize that, like, he's not a bad guy in the end? I don't know. Because I just, like, I don't know, from my memory, I was like, oh, the Andre Giant Andre the Giant's a bad dude. And then whenever he gets choked out, I was like, doesn't seem like enough to kill him. He has to be later on in the movie. Um and I was expecting him to be like a henchman for um now I can't even remember his name, Hinkle.
1: Humperdinkle. Humperdink, yeah.
0: Um I thought he's gonna be a henchman for Humperdink, but nah, he's he has some redeeming qualities and him and Anigo and Wesley end up teaming up.
1: I feel um, like the Vizzini also had to die because he was the only one that knew Humperdink hired him. Oh, like yeah, the other true. two Plank didn't bar. know either. So, once they're done with it, they can kind of just go do their own thing, but the mm-hmm. feel like would have caused some trouble, or gone to the other yeah. country or something. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, so, after that, it's just Wesley and the Princess Buttercup, and she does not recognize who he is, even though he's just wearing, like, a Zoro mask, pretty much. Um, And then eventually she's like, oh, you're, you're Dread Pirate, I can't remember, Dread Pirate Robbers, Roberts or something? Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's like, you killed the love of my life. And then he's just being a dick about it. He's like, yeah, I remember him. You know, he really cared about you, but I had to kill him. Um, It's like, dude, as soon as you kill that one guy, take your freaking mask off and be like, hey, buttercup, it's me. Um, uh, he doesn't do that. He's just being mean for the sake of being mean.
1: They definitely like I, I distinctly remember this, but they definitely like clash a piece of blonde hair like on a like a close up profile of him. And you're like so like if you didn't know it was him, you're like with blonde, long strand it was like sticking out or the black thing
2: and he's got mm-hmm. the like to
1: make sure blonde yeah, stash thing too.
2: Yeah.
1: But look, Wesley with the stash is better than Wesley without the stash really I think it looks good the the black outfit I think that and the stash she looks cool
0: I did not like the stash it creeps me out
1: we have different taste outlets I
0: guess yeah (laughs) probably Um, but anyways essentially she I don't does she just like kick him or something he starts falling down a hill
1: yes oh she like pushes him that was funny that's probably the funniest moment of the movie yeah, you know, they wow. just roll herself down. They, I don't yeah. even yeah, remember. Yeah, she it. wasn't even was like, "Oh wait, I'll you know slowly back down the she's like, mountain." Lessly. She's like, "Oh no, my love!" And tosses herself <laughs> down the mountain forever. Yeah.
0: So yeah, he starts falling, and then he says, "As you wish," as he's like tumbling down a mountain. Um, and she's just like, "Oh my gosh!" And so she jumps down. They're just rolling. You would definitely break a lot of bones because that's a huge
2: hill um
1: the noises were funny every time it hit the ground mm-hmm. they like it was funny i don't know and he, when he said <laughs> as you wish he was so long and so dramatic
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: i also saw like if you um watch it in slow-mo the the person that the stunt double that's playing buttercup is obviously a dude with like a big mustache <laughs> which i i think is pretty funny <laughs>
1: i'm gonna have to go watch that now
0: yeah um Anyways, yeah, they, they're they in love, and they're journeying back to, I guess, their home, right? His ship, I guess? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it um, went,
1: like, in a weird forest to, like, hide yeah, out. The fire swamp? They went into
0: the, yeah, I, I can't remember what that was called.
1: The fire swamp, right?
0: Yeah, the fire swamp. Um, And they run into the R.O.U.S.'s, the Rodents of Unusual Size. I used to be terrified of those things. As soon as they popped up, I was just like, oh, I remember this. I don't like this.
1: Um, I love the ginormous possum. The first shot of it, you're like, oh, it's probably, like, three feet long. And then when it finally lunges out at him, it's like a six-foot long human-sized rodent.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, And also, like, before that, as soon as they walk in... She stands on, like, sand, and it sucks her down, and then he has to, like, dive in and get her out. Um,
1: There's the fire, too.
0: Yep, the fire. And after the fire and the sand, he turns to her and he's like, hey, um, you know, we've beaten everything. We knew that there was the sand, and you found that. We knew about the fire, and it makes those sounds, so we're good. If he knew that there was sand going into this, why wouldn't he warn her? instead she just freaking waltz in, goes right into the sand
1: I like right before they enter the forest she was like, we're going through here no one's ever made it and he's like, please, you're only saying that because no one ever has before.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get <laughs> very, that
1: very optimistic of him
2: <laughs> that's funny. Um,
0: but yeah, they they make it through. Um, I will say. I don't know if you'll be happy to hear this. I will say whenever I was watching it about this time is where I kind of started getting bored.
1: Mm, I agree. (laughs) No. Thank you.
0: Um,
1: Disappointing.
0: I like the beginning part the most I guess where they're all hanging out um, doing shenanigans I guess. Not even hanging out. Just everything we've talked about so far. I like that part. And then after this it kind of turns into the love story. Um,
1: sound like it start-
2: <laughs> <laughs> It started off
1: like a weird, like no, this is where my brain goes. But it kinda like at the beginning felt like um Buttercup was like parallel to Princess Peach. I don't know, like, you know, like Because like, they kept taking her. I away. Can't see it. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: funny.
1: Even like the men in black, the guy the men in black, the guy <laughs> in the black was Mario and uh the zini was Bowser. That's just what I think of. That's oh just God. it was parallel.
0: I like it. Um, I, will,
1: I will say it slows down after this for sure. I mm-hmm. it goes. I don't know. The length of this next part is a lot shorter than you realize. Like we're more than halfway through the movie, and you feel like this mm-hmm. should be the intro. So I feel like it speeds through That's the true. slow parts. Even though they are more slow, they're not like those long periods of time. I like it, though, but but I can see Great. what you're saying. Uh,
0: we also missed, I didn't touch on it, but it's a weird joke that they said. Um, whenever he's still wearing his mask, I, I don't remember who says it, but they're like, um, ah, jeez, I can't remember. What, something like, he's wearing a mask, he must be suspicious. And then someone's like, I think he says, like, oh, I think everyone will be, wearing masks <laughs> in a couple of years or something like that and now we're all wearing masks that's funny pretty weird
1: mm, foreshadowing
0: exactly um but yeah that stuck out to me so now they're together and i think what's next is as soon as they come out um humperdink is chilling out there waiting for him and he's like hey guys um that's my princess, and you're some smelly pirate. So, what's going on here? And the princess is like, hey, if you spare him, just let him go back to his little boat. I'll marry you. And Humperdeeks, he's like, you know what? Sure, I can get with that. Um, and then he whispers to the guy, he's like, hey, this guy sent him down to the pit of despair. I think that's what it's called. Um... And then, you know, they run off. She thinks he's free or whatever, but he actually goes into the pit of despair, which sucks the life out of you, literally. And you
1: meet the six-fingered guy.
0: Yes. Um, His little, his side piece, not side piece. um, (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) Humperdeem's right-hand man is (laughs) the six-fingered guy. I don't know, could have been side piece. It doesn't get into that.
1: That's true, they don't talk about that much in the story.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> sidekick was the word I was actually looking for.
1: <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, he runs the machine inside the pit of despair.
0: Yeah, and he's just a bad dude. He just wants to... He's He reminds me of uh, Josef Mengele. I don't know if you guys are aware of him. Uh, he's like a Nazi scientist that just... Um, you know, tortured people for science, I guess. Um, but it was actually just, you know, he's sadistic. That's kind of what this guy reminded me of. Like, he's just kind of torturing people for the fun of it and just being like, yeah, I, I just like to watch people get literally years of their life sucked out of them.
2: Did um, you
1: watch this and think, what would that feel like? Like, the, the like, I don't know, like, the whole time I was like, like, could, what would that do? Like, would that like hurt? Yes.
2: Yeah. I just yeah.
1: imagine myself in his position the whole entire time. <laughs> so the first I, time, like, uh, so even take one year off, I'm like, hmm. that could be. I could probably use two or three years. I could go backwards, <laughs> but once you kind of go past that, I, it looks a little painful.
0: <laughs> Wait, so you want to use that machine?
1: You well, want I'm like, just dynamically... saying, if I could go. No, I'm just saying, if I could go back to being like. Twenty one again. Oh, I didn't uh, take it that I way. I take and it and the way they're taking like years it's okay. off their lives. Let's edit this out. <laughs> no, <it's> staying in. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. Hey, if we could get rid of twenty twenty, I'm down. Whatever it takes.
1: That's exactly what I was saying.
0: Yep. There you go. Yeah. We're um, in the
1: pit of despair now. There you go. Look at all these analogies. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> so. Claire, you might have to speak on what happens next because this is about whenever I'm like, yeah, this is pretty boring. I don't remember anything until okay. they like storm the castle.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's not very. Again, it's not very much happens. Uh, he, so he goes down into the pit of despair and he does that one year drain of life mm-hmm. on him. And he's testing it, and meanwhile, in the castle, Humperdinck is talking about how he's going to kill Buttercup next. Mm-hmm. Because his first attempt failed, and she comes in, and she's like, oh, I hate you. I'm going to kill myself. So he's like, well, hold up. Let's make a deal. We'll send word to Wesley, and if he wants to come back and get you, then you can go off with him. But how about instead of suicide, if he doesn't come for you, then we'll get married. And she's Mm. like, all right, I I accept. I can do that. So then what happens? Uh, Also,
0: sailing in four directions doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, I don't know know where this land was at, but apparently it could have gone four different directions. But he never sends the notes that she sends. Yeah. And I'm trying to think what... Let me double check. She does something that makes him really, really angry. And so he Mm -hmm. ends up running down to the pit of despair and just cranks the machine all the way up to 50, which Mm -hmm. causes Wesley to die. And he's screaming out. Um, But at the same time... If I'm, this is confusing when I'm explaining it, stop me. <laughs> um, at the same time, there's the the forest full of all the criminals, which mm-hmm. is where, In, I always say his name wrong. In- Inigo. Inigo is hanging out drunk because he thought he's lost his opportunity to kill the six-fingered man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically him and Andre team back up and they hear Wesley scream. And so they go to find him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where they go back down to the Pit of Despair, they find him, and that's when they take him to Max. Yep. Why? Because remember when, like, um, the prince was, like, telling his, like, security guy, he's, like, rid of the forest, like, telling them, like, get everyone out of there? What was the reason of that? I don't, like, remember, because, like, Alex had check checking out, but... Because was like, make sure everyone's gone out of there, and that's why when they're walking towards Wesley, like everyone else is walking in the opposite direction. So I, think I thought
0: it was because of the war that they were about to do, but I could be wrong.
1: I think he wanted <laughs> the forest clear because he was going to kill Buttercup on their wedding night and blame it on the the other country, and so he brought all of his guards to the castle to kind of surround it. And I don't I don't remember why he wanted the forest cleared specifically. Right but it was because of that. Great.
0: Um, and then, yeah they, yeah, they take him to Miracle Max,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who is uh, Billy Crystal, and uh, he essentially says, I can't remember what it was, he, like, hits him and he says, like, why do you want to be rescued or something? And he says, like, true love. And I can't remember what Billy Crystal says that he says. <laughs> He's like,
1: the... Like, he just makes up words, yeah. I feel like.
0: <laughs> yeah, and uh, his wife comes running out. is like, no, he said true love, you gotta revive him now. And then he ends up, you know, healing him. Or he gives them this potion thing. And they're like, hey, in 15 minutes, give this to him and he'll be good. But they get a little eager. Uh, and they're like, hey you know, we're going to storm this castle right now. Let's just give it to him and we'll see what happens. And he's just paralyzed, you know. It's like Han Solo when he comes out of the Carbonite, um, for the nerds out there. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Cool. Wow.
0: Very relatable. There you go. Um, and seems to me, the amount of time it takes to, like, pull this dude around with you, you probably could have just waited and then gave him the potion after it'd been fifteen minutes. What do I know? You know? <laughs> I'm not making decisions anywhere. Who knows? Um and then yeah, they they swarm the castle, they put Andre the Giant in this big cloak that I guess can catch on fire and not kill you or something. Mm-hmm. Um and then it scares everyone and they like run away, and then they run in, they're like, Okay, we gotta find the princess.
1: The um, wedding's going on at the same time. So, they're yeah. they're trying to storm the castle. And uh, Wesley's trying to get Buttercup, obviously. And, and I'm going to mess it up. Inigo. Inigo is only going in. He's purely motivated to get revenge on the six-fingered man. Um, yeah. And then Andre is just kind of there for support.
0: Yeah, he's just the good guy. He's just hanging out with the bros. He's um, the muscle
1: behind the operation.
0: There you go. Um... So, I guess we'll just go into Inigo and his combat. Um, I don't remember how they meet up. Is he just, like, walking around and then finally runs into him? The yeah, they,
1: man? well, they storm the castle, mm-hmm. and they beat off some of those guards, and then he comes around the corner, and he goes like, oh, making this whole speech about how he become such a good swordsman and all this stuff, and the guy just turns around and sprints off because he's mm-hmm. scared.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, and he runs him down, and then he's like, hey, I'm the son of Juan Montoya. I think his name was Juan. If not, oh, jeez. Now I feel like I'm... I didn't write it down. <laughs> and now I feel like I might be racist for assuming it's Juan.
1: <laughs> he's Spanish.
0: <laughs> I could have swore his name was Juan. Or is it... I don't know. I'm about to say names, but then it'll still come <laughs> off as not great. Um... Mr. Montoya is how we'll say it. Uh, he's like, hey, I'm the son of Mr. Montoya. Uh, Something about vengeance. I don't have, I didn't write down exactly all the words. He's, wait, my I think. My name I
1: did. is Enigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die.
0: Yeah. Right? Wow, you're, I'm impressed. <laughs> um, yeah, and he just keeps repeating that. And he's biting the dude with six fingers. Um, quick question Do you guys think six having an extra finger? Helps or hurts in a sword fight?
1: I think it hurts because you know when you're driving and sometimes your fingers like get stuck. I feel it you
2: know, No. Know. No. Okay. <laughs> no, <I'm not>.
1: okay. <laughs> sometimes when I'm driving like fingers like get stuck together. Anyways, but um I feel like if you have the sword it'd be worse because you have like too many fingers in the way to grip it. I, I get what you're saying. Sometimes I feel like I don't know what to do with my pinky. Like, sometimes it, I feel it like I can't it...
2: What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: I get what you're saying. I, I, yeah.
0: I, do you guys cause... always drive exactly ten and two?
1: No. Some. I mean, when I'm driving like a distance more than like twenty minutes. Yeah, 10 and I have to concentrate up ten and two. She drives like this. Wow. I do. <laughs>
0: Maybe you guys are squeezing so hard, your fingers just get stuck in that position. I I don't experience this, but then again, I'm real cool. I lay my seat all the way back. <laughs>
1: I just grabbed the
0: bottom and I can barely see over. Actually, I actually have a mirror on the ceiling
1: that yeah. I look at
0: and it shows me the road.
1: Where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Only Colorado yeah. can, can you get away with that.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, I agree, everybody... it's
1: too hard to grip the sword. I can I can have a sixteen feeling. Like.
0: Okay. I think it'd be it'd help because there's more mass on your hand. It's slight it's slightly more mass. Uh, but you got that extra finger. I'm imagining a middle finger. I don't know if it ever goes into it. I'm imagining another middle finger, not some pinky. Oh, yeah. I
1: don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if it just stuck out from the side of your hand, <laughs> an extra digit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm imagining you got another strong middle finger there. Add some weight behind it. But All right, anyways. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So they duel and. Does he just stab him? I don't think it's...
1: He gets stabbed, like, a bunch of times. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, he throws a knife at him, right?
1: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, the six-fingered dude throws his knife at him, hits him right in the gut. You think he's down for the count.
1: The blood in this movie is so exaggerated. Like, I feel like nowadays, especially in a movie on, like, Disney Plus, they would never show that much blood. Like, Mm -hmm. on Wesley, when they were in the forest getting attacked by that big possum. Like, his shoulder was Yeah, his shoulder is messed up. He looked like he got burnt. But, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's just, like, so much blood. It was exciting.
0: That's true. Um, But, yeah, he gets stabbed. And then I think if you get stabbed, I don't know. I've never been stabbed. I think if you get stabbed, you're supposed to leave it in? Yes. And then go get help? He just pulls that puppy out, and then he keeps a hand on it. And he's like, okay, I'm going to fight you, man. And the guy's like, what? You know, you just got stabbed, dude. You trying to fight me? And then beats the crap out of him with his sword. Um, kills him. And then he still just has this hole in the side of him for the rest of the movie. He never mm-hmm. even goes and gets help. Um, Three. He I, got
1: stabbed two more times, too. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'd bleed out right there on the floor.
0: Yeah, he probably should have. But hey, we're not nitpicking here. It's a fairy tale, um, Exactly. <laughs> um, him
1: cutting up the guy's face, like, before he kills him. Mm-hmm was so just iconic. I'm like, yeah. Even yeah. the scars for each stab him. That's good. There
0: you go. Yeah, he gave him scars on the cheeks like he had when he dueled him when he was like eleven or something. hmm. Um, and so yeah. He he gets him and then I I literally don't even remember what happens to Prince Humberdink.
2: I don't oh. either.
1: This was so good, you guys. Oh, wait, because he makes the, because Wesley makes the breast joke. Yeah, so, yes. (laughs) So Buttercup is about to kill herself, about to stab herself. Yeah, Yeah. wait, first of all, she's going to kill herself by stabbing herself. Yes. Through the (laughs) heart. And he's like, it'd be such a shame there's such a shortage of perfect breasts out there.
0: Okay, I remember that.
1: But he's like, can't move on the bed. And then Humperdinck runs in and he's like, "All talk for like 10 minutes.
0: And then... You don't remember
2: I, No, I know
0: uh, Wesley, he's like, hey, I'm gonna... If I couldn't move, then yeah, you'd have me beat, but I can move. And then he gets up and like walks very mm-hmm. weakly. And then does the prince just surrender?
1: Is he yeah. just like, oh... He just stands so- up and holds his sword out and the prince is like, alright, yeah, and then Buttercup ties him up and then he falls over and he's like, I knew you were bluffing. Yeah, He's already tied up, so it doesn't matter. Um,
0: See, I was kind of disappointed with that because whenever Humperdinck is saying like whenever he goes to that first fight scene, like at the top of the cliff and he's like saying, oh, this happened here, this happened here. I was like, this guy's a master swordsman. Him and Wesley are going to duel. It doesn't do that. You know, Wesley just lays in a bed and then walks a little bit and then he lays down again. Um, So I was a little disappointed with that part.
1: I agree. A yeah. very cowardly ending for a bloody movie. Wow. I guess. I don't know. I I feel like his monologue was funny. He was all about, mm-hmm. I'm going to flay you up like a fish and just trying to be really intimidating. But you know he can't move, so adds some yeah. humor. And then Humperdinck's just a big coward in general. He's going to have his That's wife true. murdered to start a war, so I feel like it's an appropriate ending. That's true.
0: Okay. I, I understand your rebuttal. Thank you. Um and I guess after that it's just Andre the Giant yells up to him and then they look out the window and he's got four wide horses. He's like, hey guys, I was hanging out in the stables <laughs> and found these horses. What was he doing in there? The he muscle was fighting, had
1: disappeared.
0: He was fighting people in the castle and then he comes back. He left Wesley there so he could go fight more people, I think. I don't remember. Um, then he comes back and Wesley's missing. And then he just shrugs and is like, I'm gonna go hang out with horses in the stable.
1: <laughs> yeah, wait, I didn't think about that. He was in the castle, went back to find Wesley, and he's like,
0: "He's, he's gone not in
1: here." And then instead that's the of looking last for of him, or he yeah. could have
0: went to look for him in the stables for some reason. Uh, yeah,
1: I guess. Yeah,
0: I don't know. it's funny like to think horses, that he didn't. So. Yeah, um, might just be a horse guy. Yeah, you know, he's like, you know, I've already done a lot of fighting. They've, they probably have their own things going on. I'm just going to go hang out with some horses till all this is over.
1: Mm-hmm. It's probably safe uh, in there.
0: Exactly. It's probably um,
1: I'd be.
2: It's, that is true.
0: I probably would be, too. I like horses. I rode one. It was a long time ago. I think his name was Rocket. Mm. Classic <laughs> <Yeah>. horse
1: name. <laughs> I'm not a fan of horses. I rode horses in Montana once and it was, like, on a mountain. I thought I was gonna die. So I I don't touch horses now.
0: I was with Holt for his first time riding a horse. He was terrified before we got... He's like, it could just kick you. You're dead. He's like, that breaks your neck.
1: He (laughs) acts like he loves horses now.
0: Yeah, because we had so much fun riding horses. (laughs) Man. Great time. Good guy. Um... (laughs) But anyways, yeah, it was weird. He's like, Andre James, like, yeah, come on down here. We can go ride these horses off into the sunset together. And the princess just yeets herself (laughs) out of the (laughs) out of the castle.
1: It's like 50 feet
0: and it just lands in his arms.
1: It's a beautiful slow motion scene of her dress just flowing in the air.
0: (laughs) But if it was real, she breaks her legs. She's dead. Mm -hmm. She could even kill him by landing on him. Um, but yeah, he catches her, and then I guess the rest of them jump out and he gets them, and then they ride off on the horse set together, or well, the sunset together on horse.
1: Wesley offers to give up his place as Dread Pirate Roberts, now, yeah, that, now that he has his revenge.
0: Yep, he's like, hey man, I just want to go cuddle with Princess Buttercup all the time. Hey, Inigo, you'd make a pretty good Dread Pirate Roberts. Take the mantle. Which, also... Earlier in the movie, he says, you know, um, before me, there was a Dread Pirate Roberts. He got old, wanted to retire, passed it on to me. We fire the crew and hire a whole new one. He's like, before him, there's another one. Same thing. They just got to be going through crew like nothing.
2: Turn
1: retire. Yeah. Turn Yeah. You it's have to fire everyone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not great. And wouldn't, like, the people that used to work on the crew, you know, they run into, like, the new Dread Pirate Roberts sometimes? Yeah, when they like, start their own yeah. crew.
1: Maybe fire is the nice way to say it.
2: Oh,
0: jeez.
1: Oh, <laughs> just saying. It.
0: Uh, you think they send them away really far?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> to a farm to hang out. Uh,
0: there we go. To the <laughs> farm. Um, But I think that's about it for the movie. Do you guys have anything that we didn't touch on you want to bring up, or anything at all
1: i guess just the, the grandson at the end Oh uh, yeah um, you can
0: go into it if you want
1: yeah I, d- I mean just at the end he was like okay oh well there was the kissing scene at the end of mm. course because it's a romance movie and the grandfather was like okay we're done and the grandson was like well, wait wait go ahead and talk about the kissing part i don't mind so much <laughs> anymore where earlier he was like "Oh, i don't want to hear about that so mm. and then at the end he was like will you come back tomorrow and read it to me again So he got grateful for his grandfather, I feel like. That's true. I don't understand, though, like, realistically, and this is just me, you know, but, like, how did that story, like, make the grandson so interested? That's a good story. You know what I mean? I know, but why (laughs) is like, no, Grandpa? Tell me about the kissing. Like, no, Grandpa, it's fine.
0: I think maybe he's just a young boy, and, you know, he acts like he's not into... People kissing, and then now you know he's curious. Maybe he's got Ooh. a little crush on Buttercup just hearing about her, and he's like, "You know what? Tell me a little bit more about her kissing."
1: Okay, we're we gonna, Claire. I know that you're gonna bring this up next. Okay, so are we gonna talk about the fact that the grandpa might be the real version of Wesley, and not the fairy tale version? And that's does mean the, what? Oh wow. You guys don't have a little brother that's obsessed with movies? That (laughs) gives you
2: a little insight.
1: (laughs) All right. Allegedly, there's a rumor that people are saying that the grandpa, like, tells the grandson this whole story that's in the book, but the book is actually just his love story about how he met his partner. And my brother told me this, and that makes sense of why she's Princess Buttercup. Like, oh, maybe that's what he calls her. Like, maybe that's the pet name. Okay. And Because at the end, he says, "What's he? what does Wesley say? Oh, as you wish. When he leaves, he says, as you wish.
0: I thought that was just a nod to the book.
1: Yeah, me too. Wow. I, uh, I mean, I, I like it. I do too. But it's hard because it's like a, a real written book. Um, maybe he's a published author as a grandfather. I don't know. I think, Claire, I don't think they're directly telling but I just mean, like, <laughs> it ties the movie back together. I mean, otherwise, why even include this, like, grandpa telling the grandson? Like, I, how's that at all tell the story? Well, you know what I mean.
2: Like, oh, why is that it just, in the movie? Just being, like, yeah.
1: a movie? Yeah. Um, that's a good point. I mean, I feel like the movie has a lot of lessons in general. And that was just, like, a yeah. good one.
0: But I think they they could have included, like, something where they call him, like, not Wesley.
1: But Weston. I don't
0: know. Yeah, they call him something Burple similar blaster. or something. And then you're like, oh. That does confirm it, but I do like the theory. Thank
1: also, you. I feel like uh. if you just had the movie and didn't have the grandson, grandson, grandfather part, then it would be a really stupid movie. Like the fact that you know it's a fairy tale book mm-hmm. adds yeah. to it allowing it to be kind of out there and funny and unrealistic things to happen. But if it was just a fairy tale movie, I don't think it would have the same effect.
2: That's true. Um,
0: That is one thing, like, I've noticed is this movie seems kind of evergreen, like, I watched it whenever I was a kid, and then I can watch it now, and, like, I'm sure in 20 years I could watch it again, and, like, it still has the same effect, like, it's not a kid's movie, per se, but it has, like, I don't know, it makes me feel like a kid whenever I watch it, I guess, like, it hits the same type of, like, adventure and stuff like that.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: um, that's all I have written down. Do you guys have anything else?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Kinsey, I you got anything?
1: Don't think so. Okay, it's a good Vin, movie. If something I can make something up.
0: No, it's fine. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so now, for our world famous rating system, um, Kinsey Claire, whoever wants to go first, rate this movie from a one. Two or three. Full numbers.
1: I give it a two. Okay. It wasn't my favorite movie. Um, it wasn't the worst movie I've seen. I will maybe watch it again on accident. Like, it's on, <laughs> in, on the background of, like, okay. I'm doing something. But, yeah, it was okay. It was entertaining. Okay, Claire, what about you? A three. Yeah, I figured. I grew up with this movie. Like you said, it's evergreen. It's timeless. I'm going to show my kids this movie. I mean, I don't know. It's so good, and it's funny, and it's lighthearted. It's a good escape.
0: Great. Um, And I'm also going to give it a two (laughs) because I tried to watch it like five years ago, and I got too bored during like the fire
2: swamp it's scene? It's an
1: hour and a half movie. I You know, guys have short I, attention spans. <laughs>
2: and Before I turned I it off.
1: I was like, no, no,
2: no.
0: Wow. Um. But whenever I watched it, like, five years ago, I literally turned it off. I was just like, yeah, this doesn't have the same effect it did when I was a kid. And then now, I was kind of expecting to have the same experience, but this time I liked it more. So, yeah, that's about <laughs> it. Um, so, my recommendation, if you like this movie, is going to be The Hidden Fortress by Akira Kurosawa. It is a Japanese movie, so subtitles, and it's in black and white, but it has the same like sense of adventure, um, and it was a huge influence on George Lucas when he wrote Star Wars. Um, you can look well, at it and see a lot of parallels, so... I definitely recommend it. I'm
1: going to watch that.
0: <laughs> Great. Um, and then our next movie, like I mentioned, we're doing it Christmas-themed. And this one, we weren't sure to do it for Halloween or Christmas, but it is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I've never seen it. And my guest is going to be the lovely Angelica Sour. She was my neighbor growing up. And... I'm excited to talk to her about it. Um, her dad also is Troy Sauer, who is the host of not a bomb podcast. And thank you for letting me grace the airwaves on your guys' website. And yeah, check out not a bomb podcast. Great podcast. I was on it also for ready <laughs> to rumble, a wrestling movie, um, made by WCW. It's a, it's a good, it's not a good movie, but i check it out. It's fun. Um, And so next, you guys, the airwaves are yours. Promote anything, suggest anything, do whatever you want. Thanks for joining. Tell all the people where they can find you and stuff like that.
1: Please, I insist. Okay. um, I guess just check out my podcast, Soccer United. It's going to be available on Apple pretty soon here. And we just kind of walk through the basics of soccer and bring some unity to people. So, yeah, check it out. Um, everyone, you can follow my food page on Instagram. It's called Gluten Free Water. I review a lot of different alcohols, um, specifically wine, and I also make some food on there sometimes.
0: There you go. Do you have a wine recommendation for me right now?
1: Yes, Gato Negro Chardonnay. Sure,
0: Gato. Okay, I would write. I, I do spend but... more than
1: ten bucks on wine. It's cheap. So okay,
0: cool. Thank you. Um, so yeah, with that being said, guys, thanks again for joining. I hope you had fun and I would love to have you both back on again.
1: Thank you for having <laughs> us. That was awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Alex.
0: Yep. And oh, I guess I should tell people where they can find this podcast if they're listening. Um, if they want to get in touch. Uh you can hit us up on Twitter at Cinefitspod. Send me an email. Um, friendswithcinefits at gmail.com and you know what tell your friends about it and let me know if you want to be on sometime so um, again thank you guys for joining and listeners thank you for listening have a lovely day slash evening slash night goodbye